Yo, what's up guys and girls? What's happening? Uh, today we are studying Daf Chav Zayin of Masech Lebrachos. Some great, great, great stuff today. Um, we will be talking about um, the famous Machlokas of Ad Ad Bichlal or Ad Velo Ad Bichlal. Um, super interesting. We will also be talking about the, another famous thing called the Avad Kemar Avad or the Avad Kemar Avad. We will learn about what that is. We will learn about making early Shabbos today and how to make early Shabbos. Um, lots of really interesting stuff on the agenda today, which is uh, exciting. So, so let's get started over here. We're going to start in Daf Chavav Amud Beis, four lines from the bottom. Amr, oh no, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Zokt Rabbi Yehuda, Ad Arba Shals. So you can read Kriyashma, uh, no, not Kriyashma, you can daven Shacharis uh, until four hours into the day. So again, on our perfect day, beginning at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and ending at 6 p.m., you can pray until um, 10 a.m. Ibayu, they ask Akasha, Ad ad bichlal, Odilma, Ad below ad bichlal. Okay, what does this mean? So, Rabbi says you can pray Shachris Ad Arba Shaus until four hours. So when it says Ad is the Ad is the until included in the time that you're allowed to pray, or is it up until that time, i.e., it's excluded, right? So when he says Ad Arba Shaus until four hours, is that until and including four hours? So until 10 a.m. on our perfect day, or is it Ad Velo Ad Bichlal, or it's until the fourth hour, but the fourth hour is excluded, is not included, you know, up until the fourth hour, but not including the fourth hour. So if we, if the, in our perfect day that starts at 6 a.m., the first hour being from 6 to 7, then 7 to 8, then 8 to 9, so from 9 to 10 is hour number 4. So if it's Ad Velo Ad Bichlal, that means that you have until 9 o'clock, and that's it. And then uh, if you say Ad Ad Bichlal, so that means that you have the fourth hour from 9 to 10, uh, included in when you're allowed to daven, so you can really daven until 10 o'clock. So that's the question. Tashma, come in here. Rabbi Omer, Ad Plaga Mincha. Okay, so Rabbi says that you're allowed to daven Mincha until Plag HaMincha. Now remember, we said that Plag HaMincha is um, if you take from when they would uh, offer the afternoon offering, the Tamat Shobayin Arbaim, which was at nine and a half hours into the, day, into the day, or in our perfect day, at 3.30 p.m., so from then until the end of the day, which in our perfect day is 6 p.m., so those two and a half hours, if you then cut that in half into two one hour and 15 minute segments, so you know each one of those halves, then you have two halves basically. So we said Plaga Mincha is that second half, okay? From um, 4.45 until 6 p.m. on our perfect day. So now, if we're, so Rabbi Yudah says that you can have Mincha Ad Plaga Mincha until that segment from 4.45 to 6 o'clock, okay? Now, so it makes sense if we say that when we say ad, it's up, up to until, but not including, right? So, I get it. Rabbi Yudah says you could have mincha until plaga mincha, i.e., until 4.45, and that's it, not including that segment until 6, okay? But, and then the Rabbanan said that you could have an ad Arab until 6, okay? So, there's a difference. Rabbi Yudah says till 4.45, the Rabbanan say till 6. But if you say that, no, ad until means until and including, well then, Rabbi Yudah says you could have mincha ad plaga mincha until plaga mincha, plaga mincha being from that segment from 4.45 till 6, and if we're saying it's up to and including, that means that he's essentially saying you could say pray mincha until 6 p.m., well then, Rabbi Yehuda, 
Well, then Rabbi Yehuda and saying, and the Rabbanon are saying the same exact thing, i.e., you could pray Mincha until 6 p.m. So, So it must be that it means up to and not including, right? So Rabbi Yehuda says that you could pray Mincha until 4.45, right, up till Plaga Mincha, but not including Plaga Mincha. And when he says that you could pray Shacharis until the fourth hour, it means until 9 a.m., but not including that hour, which would bring you till 10 a.m., not you know, excluding that. You can daven Shacharis until 9 a.m. in our perfect day, or you know, until the beginning of the fourth hour of the day. Ema Seifa, but one second. But let me quote to you the end of our Mishnah from yesterday. What was that Mishnah? Rabbi Yudah, uh, Musaf and Kolayom, that you could daven Musaf all day long. Rabbi Yudah Omer Ad Sheva Shaos. Now Rabbi Yudah says you can daven Musaf until seven hours. Now, if we're saying that Rabbi Yudah, when he says until, it means until and excluding, okay? So let's just take a look at our hours for a second. So hour one is from six to seven, then from seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, and hour number seven, begins at 12 p.m. and goes until 1 p.m., okay? That would be on our perfect day, of course, right? So just from now on, when I when I say these hours, it's assuming our perfect day, okay? These are not actual days. Today, the, well, actually, today, well, it depends if we go by sunrise, or, but it's actually around 6 a.m., but anyways, um, so just assume the perfect day, but that's not an actual, you know, time of days. Every day is going to be different in Shazmania world. Okay. Um, so, 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 Zel. So, if you say ad velo ad regarding uh, Musaf, so that means that you could daven Musaf until noon, according to Rabbi Yehuda. But if you say ad ve ad that means Rabbi Yehuda says that you could pray Musaf until 1 p.m. Okay, so now, Vitanya, we have a Brisa that says, If he was in a situation where he has an option to, you know, pray two prayers, Achas shal Musaf, Achas shal Mincha. Right? Either right now he can daven Musaf or he can daven Mincha right now. Okay? It's no longer, Shachar, Shachar is over. Right? The only options are that he can now daven Musaf or he can daven Mincha. So, Mispal Shom Mincha, Vachar Kach Shom Musaf. So, the, the, the um, suggestion is that he should first daven uh, Mincha and then afterwards he should daven Musaf. Because Musaf, uh, Mincha is Tadir, it's constant, it happens every single day, there's Mincha, whereas Musaf is not every single day, it's Rosh Chodesh, it's holidays, Shabbos, things like that, that's when there's Musaf, but there's not Musaf, Musaf every day, so we have a concept of Tadir V'she'enu Tadir, Tadir Kodim, that when you have something that's constant and something that's not constant, so the one that is constant uh, takes precedence. Okay, so therefore you should have a Mincha first. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda has a different perspective, because while he might agree with Tadir V'she'enu Tadir, Tadir Kodim, here there is an additional um, factor that he has in the Chacham Dom, which is, he says, Rabbi Yudah says, no, you should daven Musaf first and then daven Mincha, because he says, whereas the Chacham say you could daven Musaf all day, he says you can only daven Musaf until the seventh hour, okay? Therefore, you're going to be running out of time for Musaf, so say that one first, whereas Mincha you can say until Plaga Mincha, which in our perfect day is 4.45 p.m., right? Now, the question is, when can you daven Musaf until, right? So, So I understand if you say it means up to and including. So the seventh hour being from 12 noon until 1 p.m., so if you say that that is included, it means that you could daven Musaf until 1 p.m., okay? 
So then Then I understand the situation, right? You can daven Musaf until 1 p.m. You can daven Mincha until Plaga Mincha, which is either 4.45 or 6, depending on if you say Ad V'Ad Ad V'Lo Ad so, 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 Zeu, so Rabbi Yehuda says that you should daven Musaf first because that one's going to run out first, expire, the time frame is going to expire first, so daven Musaf first. But if you say that Ad means until, but excluding, well, the seventh hour is from noon until one. So if you say it's excluding that hour, that means that you can only daven Musaf until noon. Well, then how are you ever going to have a situation where you're deciding, should I daven Mincha first or Musaf first? Mincha, as we said yesterday, only begins, Mincha Gedola is at 12.30 p.m. And if you have to finish Musaf already by 12, well, then they're never going to overlap. You, th- this is an impossible situation where you're going to be deciding between Musaf and Mincha. Musaf is going to be done before Mincha even starts. How are you going to ever have right, Musaf and Mincha at the same time? Given the Asila shall Mincha, once already Mincha arrives at 12.30, Azila, Azlala shall Musafin. Musaf is already over at noon. So you're never going to have them overlap. So rather, what must it be? Is that no, when Rabbi Yudah says Ad Sheva Shos and Ad Plaga Mincha and Ad Arba Shos, it means Ad Ve'ad Bichlal, which means that you could have Mincha Musaf, sorry, until one in the afternoon. And that is why, but, and Mincha starts at 12.30, so you have that overlap, and Rabbi Yudah says, well, since you only have uh, a half an hour to daven Musaf right now, so you better chop Arayin and daven Musaf, and afterwards uh, daven Mincha, which you have until Plaga Mincha, but we have to figure out how that works out, because, you know, if he says, we, we're assuming that if he says Ad Ad Bichlal, well, then he's saying the same thing as the Rabbanus. We have to figure that out, right? So, Kasha Resha, right? What do you do with the Resha that we just said, that if he says Ad Ad Bichlal, like we're now arguing, well then, he's saying that you can daven Mincha until evening, which is the same exact thing as the Chachamim. Right? So, my Ika Bein Rabbi Yudah Rabbanan. What's the difference between Rabbi Yudah Rabbanan? They both say you can daven Mincha until 6 o'clock. So, Misavar, Tahai Plag Mincha, Plag Achrona Ka'amar. So, the Gemara says, well, we've been making an incorrect assumption. We've been assuming that Right, Plaga Mincha, there are, just, there are two halves over here, right? Meaning, right, Plaga Mincha is that you take the time from uh, 3.30 p.m. until 6 p.m., right? You divide that in half, and now you have two halves. You have the first half and the second half. We've been assuming that Plaga Mincha refers to the second half. Plaga Mincha, Taka refers to the first half, okay? And then, so what we're saying, in the first half being from 3.30 p.m. till 4.45 p.m. on our perfect day, okay? Or from nine and a half hours in the day until... 10 hours and 45 minutes into the day, okay? So, um, and that is what we're talking about. So when Rabbi Yudah says, Ad Plaga Mincha, it means until that first half from 3.30 to 4.45, and it's up until and including that first half. And actually what he's saying is you could daven Mincha until 4.45. Awesome. And now we, so basically we proved that Rabbi Yudah says, Ad Ve'ad Bichlal. And you could daven Musaf until 1 p.m. You could daven Mincha until 4.45 p.m. And Mistama, you can then daven Shacharis until 10 a.m. Fine, says out, right? So, Misavar to high plag Mincha plag Achrona Ka'amar, plag Vishona Ka'amar. We're talking about that first half from 3.30 until 4.45. Ve'achi Ka'amar. And this is what the Brisa, which Brisa? The Brisa on Chavav Amad Beis, right? When, when, when we quoted this Brisa that said, Detani Rabbi Omer plag Mincha Achrona Amru that they meant Plag Amincha Achrona, the second Plag Amincha. 
I thought we just said it's the first Plaga Mincha, right? By the way, I'm reading about eight lines from the bottom of Chav Vav Mabez. So Amru, right? Yud Alav Shaos Chas and that is 10 hours and 45 minutes. So, so this is how you have to read that when it says Plaga Acharona. So the Gemara says, right, right, Vachikam, this is what it's saying. Emas Nafik Plag Rishona, Va'ayo Plaga Acharona. When does the first uh, half end and the second half begin? So Mechinafke Yud Alav Shaos Chas it's from 10 hours and 45 minutes into the day. But in, regarding Ad Ve'ad Bechlal versus Ad Ve'lo Ad Bechlal, um, Rabbi Yudah's perspective is Ad Ve'ad Bechlal. Awesome. Great. Let's go weiter. Now, Amr Rav Nachman, Zok Rav Nachman, Af'onanami Tanina, and we actually have a Mishnah to support this premise that you can daven Mincha Shachris until uh, 10 a.m., i.e. Ad Ve'ad Bechlal. So Rabbi Yudah ben Bava heid chamisha dvarim. Oh, so Rabbi Yudah ben, te- ben Bava testified five things um, in Masechta Edios, and we're going to learn tomorrow about Masechta Edios. What exactly is it? It's super, 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 super interesting story between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yoshua, which we will get to tomorrow. And um, on, on the day that we're going to discuss, you know, on this day that we're talking about in tomorrow's story um, is when they taught all of this Masechta Edios. And in that Masechta, it's a it's a Masechta Mishnayis. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava testified the following five things. Shemimaanin es haketana. Okay. Meun. What is meun? All right, people, put on your thinking caps for a few minutes. Okay. You found your. You located your thinking caps. They're on your head. They're secure. Good. Now I need to put on mine. What is meun? Meun is the following thing. You have two sisters. Okay. They're married to two brothers. Okay, now, these two sisters, what's unique about them is that they don't have a father. They are two, um, so as far as the uh, Torah is concerned, they are considered orphans. Okay, now, the, one of the sisters is, in, is a gedola, she's uh, mature, and one of the sisters is a katana. She is, uh, very, she's young, she's less than, uh, I guess, 12 years old or whatever it is. So, so now here's the thing. Now, the a kitana is only allowed to be married by her father, right? In order for because for a woman to get married, she has to have dots. She has to you know have knowledge and realize consent and realize that she's getting married. Um. So, but a kitana doesn't have that das. So the only way for her to get married um, would be for her father to marry her off. He the Torah gives him that um, power, as the puzzle says, as I gave my daughter to this um, man. So, so the, the father has that power. He's the only one who has that power, but he's dead. So now, the Rabbanan, however, gave the power to uh, the mother or the brother to marry her off, but midir Rabbanan. Okay, cool. And this is exactly what happened. So the older daughter, who is a gadola, she can get married midir Araisa. Um, she gets married to one of the brothers. Now, the Kitana gets married to, one, to the other brother. Now, that marriage, of course, is only a marriage Midorabanan because Midoraisa, only the father can marry her off and he's dead. So far, so good? Awesome. Curveball. The older brother, right, well, the brother who's married to the older sister dies. They don't have any children. So now what happens is that Midoraisa, the older sister, needs to now marry, right, do Yibum, right? Yibum is where, um, Yibum is where, in, exactly in this case, when a man dies and he doesn't have any children, 
So his wife, his widow, now marries his brother, um, and that's the halach of Yibum, okay? That, that way, the, it says, Lakim zera Lachiv, and that way they'll have a child, and like they'll continue his name or whatever. Fine. So now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Midi Oraitha, this brother who's married to the Katana, has what's called a Zika. He has like an obligation, let's say, or a connection, Midi Oraitha, to this older sister, you know, to do Yibum. Now, the thing is that, so because this brother who's alive needs to do Yibum with the older sister, Midi Oraisa, his Midi Rabbanan marriage to the younger daughter essentially, you know, falls apart. He's no longer allowed to be with this younger sister because um, Midi Oraisa, he has a connection now, like it's almost like it's like he's married to the older sister and he can't be married to two sisters. So therefore, He's not really considered married to the younger one because it's only Midor Abanan. So, and they don't need a get or anything like that because you only need a get when they're married Midor Oraisa. So basically what happens is we teach the younger one, right, to say to, the, to her Midor Abanan husband, like, you know, right? I, I, I can't stay married to you, I have to leave. That's what's called Meun. She doesn't get a get or anything like that, she just walks out, right? And that way, then, you know, this guy is married to the older sister, the widow, and we, the younger one basically just walks out, and that is what Rabbi Yudah ben Bava is testifying about. You guys got that? Good. So, so, so the first thing that he testified about is that in this complex situation, we teach the Kitana uh, that uh, she should just walk out because uh, her husband is, you know, has an obligation to her older sister. If you have a woman who is married, her husband went uh, to travel somewhere, on business, whatever it might be, and then um, he died. So, so we say that if one witness testified that you know he, he, he in fact died, she can now get remarried, right? She doesn't have to basically become an aguna her entire life where she can't get married because you know she doesn't have proof that her husband is dead, okay? And on the fact that there was once a chicken that got stoned, they talk a stone the chicken for killing a baby. Okay. He also testified that wine, once it's 40, year, 40 days old, it can um, you, be used for libations on the altar in the temple. And here we go, people, you guys ready? And that the Tamit Shel Shachar, right, the, the morning sacrifice in the temple, was offered in the fourth hour, not, not until the fourth hour, but during the fourth hour, they could still offer the Tamit Shel Shachar. So we see that when Rabbi Yudah says four hours, it means including the fourth hour up until 10 a.m. So we see that Rabbi Yudah so says Rav Kahana, even though in general we say Yachid Rav Malachid Rav, that when you have a single person arguing against many, so we go like the many. But in this case, we talk a Paschim like Rav Yehuda, because in Masechta Edios, Rav Yehuda ben Bava testified about, right, that they would offer the Talmud Shachar in the fourth hour, like Rav Yehuda. So we see that the Halacha is like Rav Yehuda, because anything in Masechta Edios, Bechirta is Masechta Edios, and anything in Masechta Edios is Halacha Lemaise. So, Zel. So, and that's how we pass in the Maisa, right? Mantvila is until, is until uh, four hours into the day. Okay, very good. Oh, Valtamit Shoshachar Shakarev Barba shows, and that the Tamit Shoshachar is offered in four hours. 
Who is the author of the following Brisa? Okay. The Pasuk says in, I believe, Parshas B'Shalach, let's read the Pasuk, it says, It was talking about the man, right? That they would um, um, collect it every single morning. It says, twice, every single morning. And then each person, however much you know, he needed to eat. And then the um, sun would get hot and the man would melt, okay? Whatever was left over would, would melt, okay? Fine. Now, the Gemara says, the Tanur Rabbanan, right? The sun would get hot and the man would melt. And this would happen in the fourth hour, okay? It's interesting. So, if we look at the Pasuk, it says, right, it says that they would collect the man in the morning, right? And then after the morning was over, the uh, sun would get hot and melt it. Interesting. So that seems like neither perspective, right? Because it sounds like the morning was only until, right, for the first three hours, and in the fourth hour it already, morning was over, and the sun would then melt the man. Well, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the morning is for four hours, not three hours, right? In the fourth hour it's still the morning. And according to the Chacham, for the first six hours it's the morning, right? So it says the Gemara, Okay, so the Gemara says, one second, when it says shemesh, when the sun gets hot, okay, is that talking about it would melt it in the fourth hour of the day, or maybe it would melt the man in the sixth hour of the day, okay? No, when it says when the day gets hot, so then that is talking about uh, six hours into the day, that the sun will get hot, that is Ba'ar Bashos, that's talking about four hours into the day. Now, what, what does this mean? The, the sun getting hot, the, the day getting hot? The point being that the sun, right, when the sun comes out, and the sun gets really strong and hot, um, the, it might not necessarily be so hot outside, right? Think about right now, I'm in Jerusalem, uh, it's a sunny day, but it's still cold out, right? Meaning it's possible for the sun to, you know, the, the, the sun could be shining, but it still might be cool from the night before, you know, even if it's like, you know, the, a spring day or something like that, right? So, Vichama Shemesh Vinamas, means that the sun would get hot, but it wasn't necessarily hot outside in the day yet, right? But by noon, by six hours in the day, it's right, Kichom Hayom, that would be by Avraham Avinu, when it says that uh, 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 God appeared to him, Kichom um, Hayom, when the day was hot, that's talking about six hours. When the sun is hot, like by the man, when it would melt, that was four hours, okay? But now money, who is the author of this price? Lo Rabbi Yudah, Lo Rabbanon. It's neither Rabbi Yudah nor the Rabbanon. I Rabbi Yudah, Ad Arbashahu, if it were Rabbi Yehuda, well, Rabbi Yehuda says that, you know, for the entire first four hours of the day, it's morning. And we're saying that it, it was only morning until the fourth hour, and the fourth hour then it started melting. If it's Rabbanan, it's morning until noon. So then certainly, uh, you know, when it started melting in the fourth hour, it, it was still the morning, and yet we're saying that the morning was over before it started melting. Okay. So we could say actually that this brisa can be explained to be either like Rabbi Yudah or the Rabbanan. Okay, how? So you buy same Rabbanan. Okay, so let's start by explaining how this brisa could be the Rabbanan. Oh, so the pasuk says baboker baboker. It says that they would they would collect it baboker baboker. What do we learn from there? That the morning is six hours, but split it into two bokers. You have the first three hours of the morning where they would collect it, and then you would have the rest of the morning, beginning in the fourth hour, where, there, where it would melt. 
And you can even read the puzzle like this. Diokto also baboker. They would they would collect it in the first half of the morning for the first three hours. And bab um oh okay. And then I guess like kilu baboker right? And then kilu in the second part of the morning the sun would melt it. Although there's a few words in between, so I guess you can't you can't read it. That wouldn't read so smoothly. But the point being that they would collect it in the first half of the morning, and in the second half of the morning it would melt beginning in the fourth hour. Okay. Vibai say Rabbiuda, and you can even say that Rabbiuda that while Rabbiuda says that the morning is four hours. Boker Yisera Lahakdim Losha Achas, but right that 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 additional Baboker is to say that it would start melting one hour with one hour left in the day, in the fourth hour. Fine. But everyone seems to be agreeing. No, whether we uh, explain it according to Rabbanan or according to Yehuda, everyone seems to be agreeing that in the fourth hour of the day, the um, man was melting. Okay, fine. Amr Rabbi Ahab Yaakov, Amr Kra. So Rabbi Ahab Yaakov says that the Pasuk, I'm sorry, so my mashma, but where is this, where, how does the Pasuk imply that and this already we've basically explained, but how does the pasuk imply that v'cham Hashem ben Amas implies that it would um, uh, melt in the fourth hour? So Amar Biacha, Amar Biacha, Bar Yaakov, Amar Krav, v'cham Hashem ben Amas, Ezo he shash Hashemes, Hashemes cham batzel tzonin. What is a time that the sun is hot? Yet you know, if there were shady parts, you know, if you're let's say under a tree, you would be cool. Haviomer ba'abashos, that is four hours into the day, and everyone seems to agree with that. You could have mincha until the evening. So we said by Shachris that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda that you could have, you know, that, that we daven Shachris for the first four hours of the day, not until noon, because in Adios the um, halacha was passing like him. What about regarding mincha? And Rav Yitzchak was quiet. He didn't respond at all to Rav, to Rav Chizda. So Rav Chizda So Rav Chizda said, "All right. Well, if Rav Yitzchak is not going to tell me, I guess I'll have to figure it out on my own." Okay. Midurav matzli shal Shabbos be'erev Shabbos mi'baod yom. Oh, oh, oh. Now we're going to start talking about early Shabbos. Rav would make early Shabbos on Friday afternoon. He would daven Mariv from Shabbos, and it was still light outside. So So we see that the Allah is like Rav Yehuda. Oh, very good. Because look, you know, according to Rav Yehuda, you're davening Marv when it's dark out, right? According to Rav Yehuda, you can only daven until 4.45 p.m., which means it's not going to be, you know, the d- night until 6 p.m., which means that once you're done davening with, with, with Mincha by 4.45 p.m., you could already start davening Marv, which means you're davening Marv an hour and 15 minutes before the end of the day. Okay? And this is, you know, you know, this is how we make early Shabbos, right? You know, you're making early Shabbos, right? In, if, in case anybody doesn't know what early Shabbos is, you know, you know, let's say like where I grew up in New Jersey, so so in the summer, Shabbos might not start. I, I don't remember exactly, maybe till like 8 p.m. or something. You know, and it's a little bit late for some people, and they might want to, you know, have dinner. Uh, you know, they want, might want to start dinner at 8 p.m. Right? Not first start going to shul. So so you can bring in Shabbos early, and you, could, you already go to shul and daven mariv, and it's still light outside, okay? And that's because Reb, we're relying on Rabbi Yehuda there, okay? That, that um, after Plaga Mincha, you could already daven mariv. And we'll talk about this more in a second. Adar Abba, but then the Gemara says, wait, that's not so poshit. Midurav Urta, from the fact that Rav Huna and the rabbis 
would not bring in Shabbos until the nighttime, right? And our day until after 6 p.m. So Shmamina in Alakha Krab Yehuda, right? So so that so we see that the Lakh is not like Rabbi Yehuda, it's like the Rabbanon. And that's why um, and that's why Rab Huna and the other rabbis would wait until nighttime to Davin Marv, because it's Mincha time until 6 p.m. and only after 6 p.m. you can Davin Marv. So Hashta Dlo Itmar, now here we go. Important, you know, famous Famous lines to those people who kind of know the Gemara famous lines. So that, so that is you now, friends. That is you. You guys now know the Gemara famous lines, or at least one more of them. So, Now, since the halacha seems to be unclear if it's like Rabbi Yehuda, because Rav seemed to be doing like Rabbi Yehuda, or like the Rabbanan, after all, um, Rav Huna and the other rabbis would do like the Rabbanan, here we go. If you did it like Mar, if you did it like Rabbi Yehuda, good job. If you did it like the Rabbanon, that also works. And for that reason, you know, so you can kind of uh, go either way. You can kind of go either like Rabbi Yudah and say they could daven mincha until plaga mincha and mariv after that, or you can go to the Rabbanon and say they could daven mincha until shkia and mariv after, well, until nighttime. We define that by shkia or taste, whatever it is, and mariv after that. But the thing that you have to be careful about, okay, is that you actually have to choose which one that you're going to go like, right? So there's a famous, you know, kind of... Um, Situation of the seven o'clock early Shabbos, right? Now here's the thing, um, you know, it's nice to have. So there are like some places that, like in the summer, they'll just have early Shabbos at seven. They'll have mincha on, on Arab Shabbos at seven o'clock every single Arab Shabbos. Now the the, the 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 thing with that is that plaga mincha might be let's say at six o'clock. So what ends up happening is, and and Shabbos doesn't, you know, shkia is only at eight o'clock. So what ends up happening is that you daven mincha at 7 o'clock, which is after plaga mincha. So you're basically saying that you hold like the Rabbanan, that you can daven mincha until shkia, because it's after plaga mincha already, so you missed Rabbi Yehuda's zman. But then what happens is you daven mariv already, maybe at, I don't know, 7.30, which is a half an hour before shkia, and you're lying on Rabbi Yehuda to say that, well, you could already daven mariv after plaga mincha, but you have to kind of choose which one. So if you're going to do, you know, ideally, you know, I'm sure that there are other Great post, can we say it's fine, and I'm sure that these places rely on it. But you know, just looking at the simple uh, Gemara over here, I think ideally what you should really go for is that if you're going to do early Shabbos and you can daven Marv when it's still light outside, you should really make sure to daven Mincha. You should go on Maizmanim, look up what time Plaga Mincha is. You can even do it right now. You know, if you've never looked up Plaga Mincha before, you can see. Just go to Maizmanim.com, type in your city, and it'll tell you exactly what you know. You'll see there on the on the on the on the list of times you'll see Plaga Mincha. So you should really daven mincha before plaga mincha, and then you could go to shul and daven kabbalah shabbos and mariv while it's still light outside. Vaiter, Rav Ikla Levei Gniva. So Rav visited Gniva. Uh, Gniva actually came up in our uh, gemara a few days ago, right? He was the one who said uh, that by Meira Glaim, uh, 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 there's still you can't daven there if, if Rishuman is nikar, right? Anyways, he's a, somebody you don't. It's a personality you don't uh, hear come up too much. So Rav Geneva. So Rav went to visit Geneva. Shabbos, and he made early Shabbos. Right, he davened Shabbos, davening up. We were still Arab Shabbos. And Rav Yirmiyah was davening before, behind Rav. Okay, Lachori the Rav. The same Rav. And Rav finished his Shmona Esrei, and he didn't interrupt Rav Yirmiyah's Shmona Esrei. So this also is a lacha of, of of davening in shul that you might notice sometimes if you're in shul. And you'll see somebody finish their Shmona Esrei and they kind of turn around to see if anybody's behind them. And they'll see that the person behind them is still davening, so they'll just stand there and wait for them to finish. So it, it's based on this, right? So, so, let's, so let's go weiter for a minute. So Shmami Natslas. 
So we learn out three things from this innocuous statement that Rav uh, uh, once made early Shabbos and uh, Rabbi Yomir Abba was standing behind him and he didn't interrupt him. So, okay, so we learned that you can make early Shabbos. Okay. And we learned that a student can pray uh, behind his teacher, right? Because Rabbi Yomir Abba was a student of Rav. And we also learned that you are not allowed to pass in front of somebody who's praying. Okay. So, 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 right, this is like a thing. You know, if somebody's praying Shmon Esrei, don't walk in front of them. And if you're standing in front of them, um, you know, don't take your three steps back. If there's somebody behind you, wait for them to finish. And when they're finished, you then can take your three steps back. Um, now, the Gemara doesn't say this, but I'm saying this. If you're somebody who's davening behind somebody else, well, remember that you're holding them captive until you finish. So don't daven a half an hour Shmon Esrei when somebody's going to be waiting for you. Okay? Also, by the way, it's always a good thing to look behind you before you start davening Shmon Esrei and Either make sure no one's behind you or, you know, profile them and think, is this guy going to hold me captive? What are the chances that this guy is going to do a nice, quick Shmon Esrei? So, just a few good tips, you know. Anyways, This supports Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Rabbi Shua ben Levi. You're not allowed to pass in front of people who are praying. Ini, is this really true? Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi would, you know, walk in front of each other. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, Oh, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, they would walk in front of each other, but it was outside of four Amos. Oh, so if it's outside of four Amos, then you're allowed to pass in front of somebody who's praying. Rabbi Yirmiya, Hechi Avid Hachi, how did Rabbi Yirmiya pray behind his teacher Rab? The Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rab, the Olam Al Yispal Adam, Lo Keneged Rabo, person shouldn't stand, uh, pray next to his Rabbi because he looks like he's an he's making himself look like an equal. Lo Achoy Rabo, and he shouldn't stand, um, pray behind, behind his uh, Rabbi. Uh, because that's also, you know, a form of uh, of being haughty to stand right, you know, pray right behind your Rebbe. Give him, give him space, I guess. Vitani, we learn in a, in a brisa. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Zok, Rabbi Eliezer, Mespala Somebody prays behind his Rebbe. Vanosin Shalom the Rabbi, and somebody just says, you know, Shalom to his to his. He says, you know, hello to his Rebbe, but doesn't say Shalom Aleichem Alecha Rebbe. He just says Shalom, hi, what's up? Vamachzu Shalom the and somebody who also who returns a greeting to his Rebbe in a way that doesn't, you know, isn't obviously, isn't immediately uh, clear that he's giving him the proper respect. And somebody who argues on the position of his Rebbe. Or somebody who even says something that he didn't hear from his Rebbe. Wow. Because I guess maybe that that implies, you know, maybe people will think that he's saying it in his Rebbe's name, but he's really not. And then they'll, you know, be confused about the Rabbi's position, I guess. It causes the Shekhinah to remove itself from Israel. Oof. So how did Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Yirmi Ba Abba pray behind Rab? So the Gemara answer, Shani Rabbi Yirmi Ba Abba the Tamil Chavar Abba. Oh. No, Rabbi Yirmi Ba Abba was different because he was a Tamil Chavar. Uh, he, he was a student, but he was also a friend. So that's why he was okay. Vahainu the Kamerle, Rabbi Yirmi Ba Abba, Lerab mi Badab. And that is why Rabbi Yirmi Ba Abba uh, said to Rav, when Rav made early Shabbos, he said, did you stop doing Melacha? And Rav said, yes, I stopped doing Melacha. And Rabbi Yom Ba'aba didn't say, did Master stop doing Melacha? He just said, Mibadil, did you stop doing Melacha? But if he was a student, he really should have said, Mibadil Mar. So we see that he must have been a, a student who was also a friend, that's why he prayed behind him. But if he was an actual student, a regular student, he probably wouldn't, he should, he should not have um, prayed behind him. Fine. Umibadil, one second. Did Rav really stop doing, doing Melacha on Erev Shabbos when he made early Shabbos? Right? So this is also interesting, right? So if you make early Shabbos, can you still do Malacha until it gets dark? You already accepted Shabbos, you already started Shabbos, you already went to Shul, can you do Malacha? So it sounds like Rav said, 
no, you can't, right? He said he stopped doing malacha. But Ve'amar Rebbe Oven, but didn't Rebbe Oven say, Pamachas ispala Rebbe shal Shabbos be'ev Shabbos. One time Rebbe made early Shabbos. Ve'nichnas lemerchatz. Then he went to the bathhouse. Ve'yotza ve'shanalan pirkin. And then he came out and he gave us a shear. Ve'adayin lochashecha. And still was light out. So meaning he made an early Shabbos, and then he went to. And the main thing is that he went to the Beit Samerchas. And going to the Beit Samerchas, you can't go to the bathhouse after Shabbos starts on Shabbos. So Rabbi says, no, when Rebbe went to the bathhouse, it was just to shvitz. It was just, just to shvitz, and it was before they said that you're not allowed to go into the bathhouse to shvitz on Shabbos. So he wasn't actually doing malacha. Right? So once you make early Shabbos, you can't do malacha. Wait, is that really true though? But Abai permitted Rabdimi Bar Levoi to um, smoke um, baskets. Okay? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know much about smoking baskets, but but apparently, you know, it sounds like it was a malacha. Um, so we see that Abaye basically said that it's okay to, we have a story where Abaye permitted somebody else, um, what was his name, Ravdimi Bar Levai, to do malacha after he made early Shabbos. So the Gemara says, don't bring a proof from Abaye, hauta usa Abaye, that was a mistake. It was a cloudy day, he thought it was actually re- really Shabbos, so he, accept, he, he accepted Shabbos, and then the clouds opened up, and it was actually sunny out, it was Still the daytime, so Abai says, "Okay, you made a mistake. It's you're allowed to do malacha. But in general, if you make early Shabbos, you wouldn't be allowed to do malacha." But one second. So what? That he made a mistake. So what? That he made a mistake. Live with it. One time, the it was very cloudy, and I guess they didn't have watches necessarily like we have. You know, everything would be based on I guess the position of the sun, or you know, and there was no sun because it was cloudy, and the Taka thought it was nighttime already. Right? And they thought it was it was taka dark. Shabbos is over. And they davened Marv because they thought Shabbos was over. And then the clouds opened up and they realized, wait, it's actually still Shabbos. So they already davened Marv, but they made a mistake. So do they daven Marv again? And he said, look, you already davened, you don't have to do it again. So the, implic- the, the point that we're making is that even if you make a mistake, it doesn't matter, you know, you, 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 you follow what you did. And over here, with Rav Dimi Bar Levi, he accepted Shabbos early, right? So, so he should live with it, and therefore, um, and therefore, if Abai was allowing him to do Malacha, then that would imply that you're allowed to do Malacha after making early Shabbos. Um, so, Shani Tzibur, Dilo Mitachin No, no, no. The reason why Rebbe told this congregation that they don't have to go back and daven uh, Marv is because it's a seaboard. They don't want to burden them to have to go back to shul. That's why they said stick with it. But if you're a yachid, just a one person, so let's say you daven Marv early, you know, too early, I guess, on Shabbos, so, so then you would go back and uh, daven Marv again, I guess. Wow, all sorts of questions. What does it mean? If they daven too early, then, then, then how are they yotze? Maybe then they would daven yachidus? I'm not exactly sure. But in any event, if you're a single, just a regular guy, like, like Rav Dimi Bar Levi, and you made a mistake, so, you know, it, it's just a mistake. It, he doesn't have to, like, live with that mistake. And uh, that's why Abai told him that um, he was allowed to do malacha, even though he accidentally accepted Shabbos early. Um, but in general, if you, you know, uh, uh, intentionally accept Shabbos early, you would not be allowed to do malacha after you make early Shabbos. Okay, very cool. Amr B'chiyah Bar Oven. Okay, as we know, Rab made early Shabbos, fine. Rabbi Yoshia Davin basically Marv early on Motsai Shabbos, right? So I guess it was after Shkia or maybe after Plaga Mincha, according to Rabbi Yudah, and he, um, and he Davin Marv already on Shabbos, okay, fine. 
He didn't do melacha. Can't do melacha till Shabbos is over. But you know, as we said, you could have a marv. You know, after plaga mincha according to Rabbi or after shkia according to well, at night according to uh, the rabbanon. Yeah, we haven't really defined if it's shkia or says I'm not even sure if we're going to define that. You know, it just says out of Arab, and I think it just depends. However, you define Arab, there's different ways, right? I think that that's the machlokas between the gra and um, the Mugan Avram. But I think it might even base, be based on Rabbeinu Tam, but I don't know. I'm just babbling. Viter. Um, okay, Rav tells Shabbos we have Shabbos. So Rav made um, early Shabbos. Omer Kedusha Alakos. Omer Kedusha Alakos. Oh, interesting question. So now, when you make early Shabbos, can you make Kiddush when it's still light outside? So Tashma Adam Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel Mispal Adam Shal Shabbos Be'ev Shabbos Ve'Omer Kedusha Alakos Ve'Ochsa Kavase. Right. So Rav Nachman says in the name of Shmuel that if you make early Shabbos, you can Lemaisa uh, make Kiddush when it's still light out as well, and the Alacha is that way. Rav Yoshia Matzli Shal Motzai Shabbos B'Shabbos Omer Avdala Alakos So Enu Omer Avdala Alakos So when Rav Yoshia would make uh, Davin Marv when it was still light out on Shabbos, right? Like on Motzai Shabbos, and it was still light out on Shabbos. So would he make Havdalah on a glass of wine? Tashma Amr of Yehuda Amr Shmuel Mispal Adam Shal Motzai Shabbos B'Shabbos Ba'omer Avdalah Lakos says of Yehuda in the name of Shmuel that yes, if you Davin Marv early on Motzai Shabbos, you would say Havdalah Alakos. Now, you're not going to light a match and, and say Bori Mi'orea Eish, right? Because that would be Melacha, and you can't do Melacha until after Shabbos. But um, I guess you could theoretically, you know, take a glass of wine and um, say Avdala. And, and also, I mean, it goes without saying, I guess, that if you daven Marv early um, on, on, on Shabbos, right? It's still light out. So you would say Atachon Antanu and Shemona Esrei, right? Even though it's still Shabbos. Amr Asi, Amr Belazar, Amr Chanina, Amr Rab. Okay, that next to this amud, next to this beam, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosi Davin um, made early Shabbos. Okay, when Ula came, he said it was actually next to a, I guess a, a, a palm tree. I guess it wasn't next to a beam. Okay. It wasn't actually early Shabbos. But it was, uh, he made Idavan Marv early on Motzari Shabbos. Okay, he basically, you know, systematically, point for point, uh, said that each thing was actually a little bit wrong. It wasn't a beam, it was a palm tree, it wasn't this person, it was that person, it wasn't this prayer, it was that prayer, but okay, something happened there. Fine. Tefillah Sa'arav Ein Lakeva. Marv doesn't have any set time. My Ein Lakeva, what does this mean, doesn't have any set time? Ilema di bai matzle kule lelia lesne tefillah ha'arav kola laila. If it means that you could pray Marv all night long, well then just say you could pray Marv all night long. What does it mean? It doesn't have a keva, right? So Ella, my in la keva, Kamanda Amr Tfilas Arvis Rishos. It's like the Manda Amr who says that Marv is uh, an optional prayer. You don't have to daven Marv. In la keva, it's not kavua. It's optional. Tamar Rabbi Yudam Rashmuel, said of Yudam Rashmuel, Tfilas Arvis, Rabbi Gamliel Omer Chova. Rabbi Gamliel says it's obligatory to say Marv. Rabbi Yoshua Omer Rishos, Rabbi Yoshua says it's optional to pray Marv. Amrabai, Allah Kativya Omer Chova. Rabai says that Allah is like the one who says it's obligatory. Rabba Amar Allah Kativya Omer Shus. Rabba says that Allah is like the Mandar Amar says that it's optional to Davin Marv. And yeah, that, 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 that's always an interesting one because apparently we do paskin that it's optional to Davin Marv, but I also think that at the same time, maybe the Ramam says, or I mean, at the same time, uh, apparently, you know, because um, we've, as a community, it's been accepted um, to pray Marv. So I think, but I think Davka, the men kind of accepted upon themselves to pray Marv. 
but not necessarily the women or something, something like that. Anyways, um, we're going to stop here. Um, today was pretty cool. Let's just go over that. What, so what did we talk about today? We talked about that uh, you could pray Shacharis until four hours into the day. We talked about the famous uh, distinction of Ad Ve'ad Bechlal or Ad Ve'lo'ad Bechlal. We talked about early Shabbos. We talked about, you know, uh, uh, Davni Mincha and Marev like Rav Yehuda versus the Rabbanon. Um, all sorts of stuff like that, which is super cool. Tomorrow on the agenda, we're going to talk about the amazing story uh, with Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel when they uh, removed Rabbi Gamliel from being the head of the academy and all of that drama. It's really a, a super interesting story. Um, and yeah, some other cool stuff. So stay tuned, stick around. Looking forward to chilling with y'all. Peace out.